Today on The Breakdown, three great tastes that go great together. Can we say that about people? I'm not sure we can. Grant is giving me a look as if he's just bitten into a lemon. He's very uncomfortable with this is what I'm going to tell you. Um, But we got three players in this high-stakes poker cash game. And that's right. It's not when I say high-stakes poker. I'm not describing the state of the game. I'm saying this is the brand we will be breaking down today. Are you following me? (laughs) Yeah, so it's Juan Lu, Doyle freaking Brunson, and Jennifer Tilly. We got movie stars. We got the new generation-ish of poker players. And we got the old generation, and I mean the old, old generation of poker players, all clashing There will be bluffs. There will be big hands. There will be confusion. And maybe maybe some other stuff. We're going to try really hard not to make any offensive jokes. It's going to go great. We're really excited. Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Lynch. Why did you say we're going to try really hard not to make any offensive jokes? Because I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you saying You're something that's going to get me. us in trouble. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That yeah. seems... That tracks. That really tracks for the audience. They they know. They know the truth. <laughs> the only offensive jokes we would make would be about poker, Bryn Kenny, frog poison, you know, Ali Msirovich, Jake Schindler, Doyle Brunson. Who knows? Who knows? I don't think we're going to talk about the whole no. cheating stuff. And I mean, it's going to come up a little bit. Come on. It's, this, is, this is not going to be super topical then because or, this is coming out on the 16th of, of May. Yeah. We're recording it on the 25th of April, so the cheating stuff will have blown over or there will be way more information by now. Yep. But imagine if, like, I mean, a lot of stuff could happen where they're like, this is so, so on point. What Jonathan's saying right now about frog poison, I'm loving it. Also, Grant just said before we started recording... That he thinks all the frog poison jokes that are on Twitter as of today, Monday, April 25th, are uh, too much, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, it's it's too easy. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, and they're not even really trying in a lot of cases. It's just like they just insert the word frog, or the phrase frog poison into a tweet, and they think they're making a joke. I mean, this is poker Twitter. I don't know what you're expecting. I expect more. I mean, why? I don't expect more, actually. Thank it's, you. But I can still be disappointed, can't I? Yes, you can. Yes, that's fair. Um, I think you're absurd to be disappointed by this. This was 100% happening. I agree. That, and I think that <laughs> that is part of my disappointment because I think it's something to expect from humanity that anything like this comes up where there's some little piece of a story that is somewhat funny and it becomes kind of meme worthy. Yeah. Then everybody decides that they have some funny joke about it and most people aren't very funny and it's just very disappointing. I mean, it's a public square. You're going to get a lot of people yelling and like, you know, what you, what you need to do is pay a little less attention to crypto po- poker Twitter. I guess just poker Twitter. I think Twitter. you might need to pay a little less attention to crypto <laughs> Damn Twitter. Damn it. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm standing here in just my drawers right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you paid less attention to poker Twitter, then only the good stuff would filter its way to you. But you are paying enough attention to this whole story that you're seeing all of it. And yes. that's your problem. You're and getting... I never pay attention to poker Twitter, except for I'm very right. interested in this story. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying you know, you're the one who's... You're the one who's at fault here. Don't okay. get on freaking um, Todd Whittles because you don't like his frog poison joke, you know? Todd Whittles? Yeah, Dandruff. Who's... I don't know who that is. Oh, he was, uh, he won a bracelet or two back in okay. the day and has the, he's got, I can't remember the name of it. He's got a poker podcast that is somewhat popular. Not as popular as this one, but but reasonably popular as well. And it's got a, it's got a name that I should know, but I don't. It's like, you know, the... False positive or something. It's not. That's not what the it is. False it's positive. not what it is. It's not what it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm really doing Todd a disservice. See, I don't even know who this is, but I I feel bad for for Todd because of what Why? you're doing. What do you mean? What did I? Because I said he might make a bad frog poison joke. Yeah. Why would you disparage the man without knowing what his frog poison joke was? Um, I'm not saying they were all bad. I'm just saying the the majority of them. Huh. Um. Well. I I assume he I don't think of him as being a funny guy. <laughs> so I assume I'm I'm probably right about that. Are you sure he he you know crossed the bridge and decided to make the frog poison joke though? No, I have no idea. Well, I just see, said that. Now now it's libel and Bryn Kenny <laughs> Bryn Kenny will be sending you yeah. papers from his lawyers. Yeah, that's I mean Bryn Kenny's coming after <laughs> yeah. me, not Todd. 
This is the kind of thing he's though, a, that he's just a crusader against libel in general. He yeah. doesn't care if it's against him. He, oh, actually, you know what? His, uh, his, I found out the name of his podcast. It is totally appropriate okay. for this situation, which is Poker Fraud Alert. That's the oh, name of it. Okay, I've seen that before. Yeah. I didn't know it was a person named Todd Whittles. It's got like the skull and crossbones. Yeah. I remember when he won a Limit Hold'em bracelet way back in the day, and that was when ESPN was still doing final tables of things like Limit Hold'em. So that's how long ago it was. That's the, that's the peak of poker consumption by the masses, I guess, if they're putting Limit Hold'em on TV. Mm. Um. Yeah, that was about it. That was about that. Maybe in the last Limit Hold'em event that they showed on. Uh, Hopefully, the first and last. Because <laughs> Jesus, yeah. why would you want to watch that? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, the WPT tried it at least once or twice too for like a final table, and um, they stopped. Yeah, they stopped pretty quickly because it's just it's you know not entertaining in any way. Yeah, it's not the same. I like it, but yeah, I understand why no one else does. All right, so free shout out to. Yeah, Poker, Poker Fraud Alert. Is it you an know? active podcast? Do they I'm have pretty any sure it is. Episodes? I don't know, and I'm not willing to do that much work. Okay. Also, you know what? Why are we going to tell our audience to listen to somebody else? Maybe we're going to start the a, guy. You brought the guy up. Maybe we're going to start a feud with Poker Fraud Alert. That's a good one. We nope. need we need a feud for someone who gets less listens than us. So the, we, we're punching up way too often. We need to punch down. Punch down a little bit, Grant. Are that's we, that's how you do it. Okay. <laughs> we'll work on that. Okay. And um, I, 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 before I forget, I need to take issue with the opening Uh-oh. of your opening because that, oh, I know. that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it before I said it, and I said it anyway. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, I was aware that it was probably going to have a, some version of that. The way That's how it was going to come out yeah. and sound like that, and that would be kind of a reaction for you and probably for me. Um, I think if you don't know what I'm talking about, though, it sounds okay because you're like, what does he mean? Maybe he's talking about... Cookies or why something. would you be talking? We about talk about food all the time. Not in the opening. I talk about all sorts of weird stuff on the opening, though. Yeah, but it usually relates to the hand. Not always. Not always. <laughs> also, maybe I mean but three gates that go great together: getting coolered, bluffs, and amazing hero calls. I could have said that. You don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. I never even explained really what I meant. And gosh darn it, I'm glad. I think you might have said I something about did. people. I think I did yeah. <laughs> right afterward because you made that face and yeah. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I, was I was uncomfortable. Like, I was like, well. how bad is this? Are we are, are we going to go with this still? I guess I'm going to keep talking. It was close. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I didn't mean it in any kind of lascivious way or anything. You didn't mean it in a uh, army hammer type of way. Exactly. I certainly yeah. didn't. I meant it more like in a. Uh, you got your peanut butter, my chocolate. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter kind of a thing, you know? So you said three great flavors that go well three together. Three great tastes. Three great tastes that go well together. Yeah. Is there any three-taste combo that is known? Like, everybody talks wow. about two-taste combos that Jeez. are that, like peanut butter and chocolate as a great example. Chocolate with a lot of stuff, you know, just chocolate and yeah. one other thing is, is a common thing, you know? I think as soon as you get to three or more, you're cho- you're, that's called a recipe. And so they do go well, well about like, together, uh, but I think about it. That's, what about like Neapolitan ice cream? But they, they don't go. Those are to be eaten separately, not together. Come on. But I think. But I think you could argue actually something like hot fudge, coffee, ice cream, and sprinkles, or and whip and whipped cream maybe. Whipped cream is not a, a flavor. No, it's really not. It's really not a flavor, is it? Mm. You got me on that one. Yeah, buddy. Um, but like, yeah, a recipe like salt and pepper. Those are two flavors, and then you add them to a meat of some sort that goes well together. You yeah. know, there's lots of stuff like that. No. It's just a recipe, bro. Come on. That's that's your new tagline. It's just a recipe, bro. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, I'm going to have T-shirts made up, and they're not going to say it's just a recipe, no, bro. No, but they'll, they'll heavily imply that that's <laughs> what you should get from the T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, if they don't get it, that's on them, clearly. All right. I know you didn't want to get into the cheating scandal at all. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. What do you mean? Go ahead, then. Get I, thought, in. I was saying, I know you don't want to get into it. Oh, okay. So that didn't that wasn't a precursor for you getting into the cheating scandal? <laughs> nope. No, I set you up and I knocked you down. <laughs> wow, you really showed me. <laughs> this is the type of authentic, friendly banter that people love about this show. Right, right. here. We're doing it. This sure. is it. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't have anything new to say really about any of that, so I'm not No, neither to. do I. Yeah, it's I, and like you said, by the time we hear this, or by the time this is released, I should say, uh, probably this will either be dead and gone, not completely, but like pretty much old news, yeah. or so many more things will have come out. This will fe- this this part of it will feel like the the precursor to the really big stuff. Yep. Which, 
I don't know. What do you think is more likely? Probably the first one. Yeah. Like, this has been so explosive already, right? I mean, Bryn Kenny's already implicated as of April 25th. Maybe he's been exonerated by... by I'm going to say he will not have been exonerated by would, the time this comes out. I would out. take that side. Yeah. Uh, if I was given the opportunity to bet, I would take that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it seems like it can't get too much bigger than that anyway. I mean, he's not the most famous of poker players, but he is the winningest poker player of all time. That's a pretty big big fish to to nab early on. Yeah. You'd have to nab like Negranu or something, which I don't see happening. You need to nab um, either a lot of other people of his stature or someone who is like more Tom Hanksy and like Negranu. Yeah. Right. And, I, I agree. I don't see, I don't see Negrano going down. No, I don't think. That um, while he may have had like things in the last few years that have made him less palatable, he's not a cheater. Fan, doesn't seem. There's him. no reason to believe that, right, yeah. at all. Um, if anything, he seems to be the opposite. You yeah. know, like he like openly talks about strategy and openly talks about what he's doing, even when he's playing with someone. Not the way Helmuth does. Like I'm just going to show you the nuts, but like, but more sincerely and in, in, yeah. in a friendly, more interested way, even. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I think he'll probably have died down. You won't even know what we're talking about. You're like space space monkeys on the who? <laughs> you know, the band, the band, the who? Oh, the band. Yeah. Um, no, so, they're 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 mostly dead by now. I think. I don't know the Are full they? makeup of. I don't know. I don't know the full makeup of the who, but <laughs> Roger Daltrey. But is is there at least one space monkey in the band? No, I didn't say space monkey. Oh, I said on the who, and you yeah. were thinking like in the who. Yeah, yeah. On I, the I was who. thinking you were just like slightly using a weird preposition. Oh no, I meant it more like okay. And I don't know. Maybe they're all alive still. They, they're probably all alive. But let's say they're not. Okay. <laughs> and then there'd be we'd be like on the moon or something, or in space, or it could be a monkey that has come from space and is currently on Earth, but and then is standing on the the desiccated corpses of the the. The band, right? That would be Space Monkeys on the Who. How that's just how Jonathan Levy has to do it, huh? (laughs) You had to add the word word desiccated. (laughs) Yeah, well, otherwise it's less interesting, isn't it? I got to really paint a picture. There's got to be a tableau, okay, for people. Yeah, (laughs) don't you think? Embrace the darkness. (laughs) I don't think we've ever done anything that could get us in legal trouble, but I'm not always sure. And yeah, neither am I. Just one of those times. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) I think we're good. We're probably good. I think they're all alive anyway. And by the way, they've done very well with that whole CSI thing, you know? Yes. Do you not know what they I'm talking were, about? Yeah, I do know okay. what you're talking about. And, and they, were, they were desperate for money before that. For well, sure. they weren't afterward. Yeah. They made so much. You're saying they weren't beforehand no, either. No, they were not. But they still did really well. So well. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, they probably did really well before that. You never know with music and, like, the deals that, that bands make. Like, sometimes, like, I just learned a week ago... You know the song Bittersweet Symphony by yes, The Verve? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's the only Verve song you know, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. I think there's their second most popular oh, song wait. is probably Lucky Man. Do they do, do they? No, that's not. I'm thinking of the cinematic orchestra. Lucky Man? No, I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. That one's like significantly less popular, but at least had was played on the radio back when it came out. Type sure. Of thing. But there was something that had to do with the Rolling Stones. I'm not exactly sure where the Rolling Stones had the rights to Bittersweet Symphony until mm-hmm. 2019. So it's really lost a lot of steam since it came out in the late 90s. <laughs> so yeah. the Verve made basically no money on that song, and they didn't really have any other songs. Like, so that type of thing does happen. I, I doubt that happened to The Who for all of their popular songs. Eventually. I yeah. imagine in the beginning it was similar, though. And then, if, you know, the thing is, like, you, you, you know, age out of those deals, I think, eventually. And, you, and the other thing, of course, that artists do besides, like, the contract is up, because some of those things are perpetuity, is they do re-recordings, as you know, of, like, live versions or whatever, so yeah. they can actually make royalties on right. those things. But I think the real headline here is the music business is a hellscape if you're an artist, and yeah. you're going to get screwed almost always. Like, you may generate $100 million worth of revenue and get, you know, 1.5 million of it for yourself or something. Right. And often much, much less on both of those numbers. Of course, the very tippy-top people still make Tons of money. Yes, of course. Like, and because they can start to sign. It's the new deals is where they make all the money. Well, and right? touring. It's not the recording where they make the Ah, bulk. that's true. The touring is where they make the bulk. I like how you said that. Touring. Towering. Touring. Touring. Um, but also now with like the with streaming services and all that, there's new, there's new opportunities that there didn't used to be, right? Where you can have like... New opportunities to get fucked over. Sure. Okay. I mean, maybe. But like, you know, Netflix, for example, they're having their own issues right now with their stock price. But, you know, they like sign producers and things like that. And like the Obamas have a deal with Netflix. Prince Harry and, o- and Oprah have deals with Netflix. 
and they like put together these shows and they get all this all the money's up front with Netflix. They don't do cuz there is no there's no direct place for that to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean a little bit in internationally, but mostly not. And so they just they just pay them always up front. They pay you more up front than you would get from anywhere else. It's a boatload of money if you're a big name person like that. And they build a brand around it within it and they're good. Um, so so you can do very well if you, I I can't imagine how much money for example Michelle and Barack Obama made off of their, Oh, I would guess quite a bit. Yeah, and and did like Prince Harry. Well, yeah, if you're one of the most famous people in the world, you're going to be able to make a lot of money on your right. name because they can cuz Netflix knows they put on a show that says Prince Harry, you know, goes to the park and falls down. Like people are going to watch that, right? <laughs> I'm not going to watch that, but a lot of people Well, are. what if he fell down really hard? You would watch it then. Yes, I would. I'd yeah. at least watch the YouTube clip of it. Right. Minimum. Like if it was like a grainy 2004 cell phone quality video <laughs> of him just taking taking a serious fucking header in the park. I would need him to like also lay on the ground and moan in pain like in a really weird unusual way. Like because you know yeah. he's Prince Harry he's been protected so much he's re- almost never been in pain. Of course physical, that's exactly how it physical works. Physical pain. That's exactly I mean. how it works. Physical pain. Yeah. Obviously we all saw Spencer. We know the emotional pain. I did not see Spencer. Of course no one saw Spencer. I saw it. <laughs> It wasn't worth seeing. It's boring. It's on my uh, on my queue. Yeah, don't because do it. Uh, because my mother in law is staying at my house right now, and I guess she uh, started watching it at one point. <laughs> maybe, I mean, I don't know. I was just like, snoozer, is someone gonna die or what? Like, let's go. And the answer is no. No one's gonna die. It's just a lot of British stuff. This we're here for the weekend, and there's a few very slight insults being thrown back and forth, and who cares? You know, so it's pretty, it's pretty British. It is pretty British. Kristen Stewart was, you know, people said she did a great job, and it was fine, I guess. I would don't recommend that movie to anyone except, you know... People you hate. Oh, um, yeah. People who I want to be bored. Bryn Kenny. You know, recommends... Call, call up Bryn. Be like, hey. You'd love this. You would love Spencer. You got, and the thing is, you gotta, you got to stick with it, man, because it's, it's, it's a little slow for a while, but it really pays off by the end. Yeah. Everything comes together at the end. You have to see it. That would be cool. And then he'd make a frog poison joke, and I'd be like, dude, I've heard them all. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come all on, right. Mark Testart, who suggested this hand. Nice, nice. It's been a while since Testart got a shout. Testart, yeah, he's been lagging behind all the, uh, the superstars. I mean, lately. you know, the kids come up, a new generation rises. You can't keep up, unless you're Doyle Brunson, who is part of this hand. Indeed, or Jennifer Tilly, who is part of this hand. Yeah, I think that's a little different. Is it? Yes. Okay. Why? Because Jennifer Tilly yes. was never really a poker player. Wow. Right? Wow. That is... Is that sexist? <laughs> I told you you could offend somebody. I don't, I don't think... We're going to get sued now. Does anybody in the world think Jennifer Tilly is a poker pro? Um, was or is? At any point. I know she won a I, bracelet. She I, won- th- I think there were people who may have been confused and thought that she was a poker pro because she was like playing a lot. Yeah. And she's uh, basically married to a poker pro. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And like plays like, like lots of money all the time. And then these, like, for example, in this, this hand yeah. right here, right? We're playing high stakes poker. What are the stakes, by the way? Uh, I think it must just be a $400 big blind because the open is to $1,200. Okay. Yeah. So very likely. But, but still playing 200, 400, that's, I'm going to just come around and say this. That's bigger than I've ever played, Grant. Oh, man. I've never played Big reveal on today's podcast. Yeah. I want everyone to know. Yeah. Very brave. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, well, should we get into this hand? Got real Martin Zamani over here. Whoa! No one's even gonna know. They're like, it's topical to us in this time. Yeah, future people who have all the Neuralink implants that are now generated directly from Twitter, um, they probably don't remember. Well, the thing is, those people will have auto Google Google searches in their brains happening, and so it'll like they'll by the they barely have a chance to question who is Martin Zamani before Ah, they'll know the answer. Right, of course. So of course, like. That hair is crazy. That's what they're going to say. Anyway, test start. Yeah. Suggested on Discord. Yeah. Discord is a great place to come hang out. Have a little Discord with us. Oh. You know, talk about the cheating scandal or if a new cheating scandal pops mean, up. Do you mean discourse or discord? Yeah, I mean discourse, okay. but I was trying to like, you know, use the word again. You just say, have a little discourse with us. Like okay, that. there. You fixed it. Congratulations. Yeah, I did. You can just edit that in. I'm going to edit that in. <laughs> that's, that's my number one priority. <laughs> Uh, of okay. course, uh, he, su- he suggested hands in the Suggest Hands thread. We have a lot mm. of other threads, a thread for each hand that we do, uh, sports thread, food thread, poker talk thread, which has been blown up with cheating scandal. Indeed. Movies, TV. Yep. All thread. sorts of fun. Join us on Discord. Be like Mac. 
Mark Testart. There it is. In my perfect Australian accent. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. You sound like Russell Crowe. I sound exi- but he's from New Zealand. I know. Which but, we learned. But he's played Australians. Yeah, here, here's my Russell Crowe. Okay. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Wait, that's Braveheart. Yep. That was, was same thing though. Really far away from everything. But that so I did everything wrong. But that's on purpose. Braveheart also is Scottish. I so know. Why are you doing I, like a new? Don't Zealand? you understand how many layers there are here? There are very few layers. I think is the answer. You're just a layerless person. Where are you going to pick a fight? That's fucking Braveheart. Yeah, that was freedom. Okay. Okay, you don't have to do that. <laughs> All right, but the pick a fight thing was good, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, sometimes when you find it, you do a pretty good Scottish accent. Thank you. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that one. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the hands. It's not as good as my. Australian accent. <laughs> no, no, of course it doesn't. Because this is accurate. This is what the president of Australia sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> they're like people who are listening and just just came into this part because they're trying to skip all the banter. Yeah, come right to the analysis. Um, you know, because of course you post that on yeah. in the show notes. They're like, they just hear you doing that tiny bit right there, and like, oh my god, he's doing Russell Crowe doing an Australian accent, pretending to be the president of Australia. This is incredible. Yeah. And, they would be right. Yeah. That is what you were doing. Yeah. I don't see how you could interpret it any other way. Yeah. It's, it's no context necessary. All right, let's get to the hand. Yes. This hand is going to open with Juan Lu, and you're like, what? Is it 2012? I haven't seen Juan Lu forever. But yeah, Juan Lu, who's still relatively young, but seemed to burst onto the scene around the 2012 to 2015 time. We did a hand with her very early on. Yep. She played against Kyle Julius, and uh, Julius called her bluff uh, in an EPT. It felt like at the time, anyway, she was like really close to like the top level players too, like maybe like a notch down, maybe yeah. two at most, but like like right there and like making like a PCA final table, which I think that's what that was, mm, right? Yeah, um, didn't seem like surprising or weird. It felt like she was like playing at like a really high level, and it's possible she has been playing at a really high level for all of this time, and we yeah. just haven't been noticing. And like she might not be playing tournaments, maybe not, but she is playing in this cash game and she has $143,000 in front of her so she's doing at least well enough to get backed for this. I mean, right? yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So maybe she's just been like crushing the, you know, mid to high stakes poker tournament scene and mm-hmm. cash game scene like the, you know, 1k to 10k type scene and just doing well. Good for her. Whatever it is to be able to play in this game and to be seated in this game is a good sign. Right. Cuz it's it, it was kind of odd to me to see like Joan Lu's playing high stakes poker now I kind know. of out of nowhere like the last time I saw her live or I was saying this to Jonathan, live or on the internet, was in like 2017, maybe it was, when, when you and I yeah. played the Golden Nuggets main event that year during the World Series of Poker, which was a 1K, and we sat at her table. Yep. Um, was, you, you did. I didn't oh, I did. Table, yep. Yeah. That was a weirdly tough tournament. For yeah, a, I remember for it being 1K. super it's like, hard. Why, why is this 1K harder than everything else yeah. <laughs> that I've played? I do, I do have that memory as well. So she is playing some tournaments. Oh, no, you know what? She's ca- in October 2021, she went and played a, She played in the World Series of Poker. But besides that, uh, she, she hadn't even cashed since 2019. Not surprising with the pandemic. But then there were just one, two caches in 2019. And then before that, it was 2017. I think she plays tournaments sparsely at best. So maybe she's just become a cash game grinder. Yeah. She won a WPT event in 2017. It's a smaller one, a $2,500 buy-in. Uh, $2,500 Canadian dollar buy-in, but still $232,000 yeah. for the winner. Not, not too shabby. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, to put together a bankroll for a game this big, you need either to have a lot more money than that indicates or you have to have backers, mm-hmm. which either is possible if she's playing a, bu- a bunch of cash games. Yeah. Um, anyway, here she is. She's got 143000 in front of her. We yeah. think it's $400 big blind. Sounds good. It's got ace of, it ace of clubs, queen of hearts. She opens to 1,200 from an unidentifiable middle position spot. Okay. Either low jack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's, here's where Doyle does something that is like, okay. What do you mean? He, okay. What, what, it's like, like, okay, like, why is Doyle doing this? Kind of like the way he busted the main event. It's, this is not oh as bad. Oh, God. He busted the, did he have deuces or something like that? With he the had man? ace three. Oh, was it, he limped under the gun? No, he and opened like, under the gun, and the big blind shoved for 16 blinds effective, and, and he called with ace three. And Doyle had like 12 blinds or 14 blinds. No, 16 blinds effective. I oh, think he oh had okay. Blinds. He was the 16 blind. Yeah. And he called, and just that was, that was a horrible way to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so what's going on? So what does he do here? He flats Jack Deuce of Hearts in the cutoff. Silence? I got nothing to Give me your... T- I mean, like, he's got 193K. Doyle... Okay. May still believe that he has a post-flop edge on everybody. That's the best I can do. Uh-huh. Um, okay. 
cool. I mean, Ten Deuce was a big hand for him back in the day. Um, they're deep. I mean, I'm really struggling to come. There's no reason to play this hand right here, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this. Maybe there's a maybe there's no. Come on, we never see anybody do this, right? Yeah. Anyone who's any any good at all, only bad players do this, right? Now, Doyle is obviously not a bad player, but this, but it feels like he has moments where he is. Not a great player. He is 88 years old. Right. So it's absurd for him to be playing at all at these levels. Now, maybe maybe part of it is like this is just about fun for him now. Like right. the money, the money is meaningless. Yeah. He, he's old. He knows that he's not got that much time left. Well, he might as well just like play hands you want to play. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, he's 88. You yeah. said. I mean, even in best case scenarios, how much longer can he physically play poker? It can't be that long. But I've been saying that for years. Yeah. But like, do we? He's not going to be playing when he's a hundred, right? I mean, seems I, very I unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, so like, maybe he's got a few years left where he can physically play this, yeah. right? So maybe, yeah, you're right. If, it, if the money doesn't really matter, I mean, he's just like you know getting in there and having a good time and whatever, you yeah. know. Um, still, if we could do better than this, but whatever, fine. He calls with Jack Deuce. I guess we're going to have to just be like, okay. I mean, he's got position on Juan. I mean, it's there's very little good things about this. Yep. I. I it's just not a good play. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly is on the button. She's got 245000 in front of her and Ace of Diamonds, King of Spades. Pretty obvious three-bet spot. That's what she does. Yeah. By the way, we didn't say this, but of course, if you're going to play Jack Deuce suited against an MP Open and you're in the cutoff, you should probably be three-betting and not calling. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. He yeah. wants to play post-flop. He wants to have right. fun. Right. You know? Okay. Tilly makes a 5K. Not enough. Not enough. That's my first take, too. I think 6K would be like the minimum yep. allowed. Yep. We can see it's not enough because what's going to happen is... Everyone's going to call. Yeah. That can't be right. You know, if we're, if we can't get Jack Deuce suited to fold. Right. If we make it 6,500. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe Doyle calls anyway. Maybe he does, but like we can't make it easy for him to call. And I feel like we're almost make like once Juan Lu calls, which is not surprising, she's going to call with Ace Queen. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know that Doyle really should be calling with Jack Deuce. He probably should still fold because his hand's so crazy bad. It's 3,200 or 3,800 to win uh, at the time, like. 12K. Yeah, I know. He's got Jack Deuce out of position yeah. against the three better and the opener. Like, he's in such bad shape. It's not great. Um, I think he probably should fold anyway, but like, it's not crazy to call here. No. So that is not, that's, that's problematic, right? It is. So yeah, and she said like six, 6,500. Maybe we get the same results anyway, but at least we've charged everyone more when we're, when we've got, you know, the majority of the equity or, or good equity anyway against these guys. Is there a player at these stack depths that if you were in Juan Lu's position, you would feel compelled to four bet with a pretty high frequency with ace queen here? That's an interesting question. Okay, what do, the thing I always wonder about in these spots, if we're going to four bet ace queen, is um, what outcome are we hoping for, right? If we just get a fold, it doesn't feel like, I mean, then we could do that with ace three, right? Well, in a way, it's kind of like, the discussion we've been having on this podcast over recent months of the high roller new strategy that we've seen of of trying to keep all options open. Yes, it would be ah, a, it would be akin to that. You that know? is interesting. Yeah, um, one of the things we do when if we were to put in a four bet is of course we're going to really knock down that stack to pot ratio dramatically because we're going to have to make it like sixteen to twenty k, right? Yeah, probably sixteen is fine. Um, oh, we're out of position. Maybe we'll make it like seventeen and a half, eighteen. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's a player that three bets. A ton, especially when there's an open and a flat, yeah. and we can just get a ton of folds. It's just got to print money to four. That's bet. fair. That's fair. The question is, what are we going to do? If the, I guess it depends on the player. If this player has got light five bets in them, yeah, maybe we have. I mean, are we really going to put in over three hundred blind, three hundred fifty blinds with this hand? That doesn't sound reasonable. Vanessa Selps did it with Jack Seven. Why can't we do it with Ace Queen? Well, because Vanessa Selps is the one who moved in. We'd yeah. be calling it off. I know. I know. Yeah, really different. Now we have Ace Queen, yeah. so we can bluff catch, but you have to have someone who's going to. Bluff 350 blinds effective pre-flop. There's a few of them. There are a few. And the good news is when they're bluffing, they usually have an ace in their hand if they're a good player, right? Yep. So we have them dominated. But every time they're not bluffing, we are massively... We're, we're dominated for sure and sometimes dead. Some, well, yeah. not dead, of course, but like sometimes we're up against aces um, when if it's 350 blinds, right? Because we make it 20K... They make it fifty five. Like we are, like they're committed. Yeah, we can just fold if we don't think they have it in them. Yeah, so we can do that a little anyway. I, I think we should actually. Now we're talking about. You're right. We're going to print money with this four bet if we're up against a lot of light three bets and playing out of position with ace queen. We're going to lose a lot post flop, yeah. right? Yeah, that's part of the deal too. Yeah, so maybe we need to have this in our in our range. Part of it also, I think, is what else is in our four betting range here. Mm -hmm. Like like we have um, maybe the ace five suiteds 
And maybe we have like the very, very strong hands, the ace, kings, kings, aces, maybe queens. Maybe. Maybe jacks. Yeah. Um, that's it. So maybe we need to have more hands that are not like absolute monsters. And ace, queen is, you know, very strong, but not an absolute monster. Maybe we but do. block some good things. But of course, that's against, you know, a player who's going to have a lot of light three bets. And I don't yes. think that's Jennifer Tilly. If anything, she's got a reputation for being tight, right? Yep. I think we should not just assume she she is. I think we should not be forbidding this hand for sure. I think this is a very clear call. From, I agree. But but it's an interesting question to bring up from a you know macro point of view. Yeah. Do you actually think Doyle should consider folding? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know we're suited. I know we're closing the action, but we just don't have to put another thirty eight hundred dollars in with Jack Deuce out, of, especially because we're out of position three ways. Even like. What kind of flops do we have to hit here? Now, it turns out just a jack is good. Yeah. But a lot of times it isn't, right? Um, and, like, we can be up against better jacks. We lose to all better jacks. We, we lose... To, if a lot of money goes in, we're almost never in good shape with this hand, right? We can flop a flush. Yeah. And if a lot of money goes in, how are we doing? If it's ace, king, queen, we're doing well. Yep. What if it isn't? <laughs> It always is. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's situations where this could work out for us, but I think it's actually reasonable to fold even right away. Do you disagree with that? If I found myself drunk or, <laughs> or just yeah. messing around in a five cent, 10 cent game and having called with Jack Deuce, maybe that's how Doyle feels about this. Like maybe he's, you're like right. He's playing a five cent, 10 cent okay. game. Then I would definitely call. Me too. For sure. And I, we've, we've been in versions of that, like yeah. the cheap games and, and, pl- and be like, eh, who cares anyway, right? Right. Um, that's fine. That might be everything to Doyle now. Right? right, but what we're talking about, the, the conversation we were having, though, was not that, right? Yes. The conversation is, should he call, not will he call. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I did a U. I pulled the U, which is like... The, <laughs> oh, my God. The thing where, where you sometimes say, you. like, well, if the money matters to you, then it's right. like... That's it's right. Never a good argument in an analytical podcast. Absolutely not. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. You pulled a me. That is, that is the thing I, I do sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, I'm trying to find a way to... To talk about this play. You know, and that's what like, I did. Yep. I, I tried to find a way to justify it. Um, I still think 3,800 to win 12,200, it's not terrible no. with it being suited. It's true. And we are closing the action. Um, and we are relatively deep, although less so now, actually yeah. by a fair amount less so. Um, you could talk yourself into a call, I guess, but I think we're probably losing money over time with this call. Yeah. I mean, you would call with Jack 8 suited, right? Yep. For sure, they're Jack, very different. Jack right? seven suited. I think Jack seven suited is, the, is close. I think anything worse than that, I'm folding personally. Yeah. Jack eight is a clear call. I'm not sure about Jack seven. We can still make a straight with Jack seven, which I like. Yeah. Um. But also, of course, the problem with making a straight with Jack seven suited is Jack ten makes a better straight. Yeah. Or, um. Sorry, Queen Jack makes a yeah. better straight. Um. And that's a hand that really could be out there. You know, as opposed to Jack eight, where like there aren't better straights that are made usually that that screw us. King Jack. I mean, sure, hands that have a jack in them could, but like it's going to be more obvious to us most of the time, anyway, right? Mm. It's 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 call of this full jack eight. That's the lesson here. <laughs> no, I, I would call it jack eight suited. I think I would. I think I'd probably fold jack seven suited, but I might be tighter in this spot if I think Tilly's tighter too. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I think like one pair probably isn't good anyway. Am I really putting all this money in just to hit a flop like that hard? Like you usually don't. We don't talk about the rudimentary shit as much as we used to on this podcast, so maybe mm. we should for for a few of the okay. listeners who are interested. You wouldn't actually call it Jack Seven suited to begin with, right? Never. What about, I wouldn't have, what about Jack Eight suited? Um, I would probably fold that too. Where, where's the line? Um, I'm on the cutoff specifically. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm calling with Jack Nine suited on the. Cutoff. You're definitely calling with Jack Ten suited. Of course I am. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm calling with Jack Nine suited. By the way, yeah. I don't know if that's right. We're but... deep enough that at least you can make the case for it, and like you can talk yourself into well, I usually have position if I call, yeah. So it makes it a little bit better. I'm probably only calling that on the button, but. These are not things I've thought about in a long time, quite frankly. And I'm absolutely calling with Jack-8 suited if the table is bad players, especially if the opener is a bad player. Um, okay. I mean, again, I would, I would probably call Jack-8 suited on the button, um, especially if the opener is a bad player, if, the, if we're full of bad players. That, of course, is not going to be the case in this. Not with John Lou opening, though. Right. So yeah. against a really, really good player, why am I doing any of that? No. Sure. Okay. Just wanted to do a little pre-flop, you know, what are you doing with this hand? Sure. Because we don't really do that anymore. Um, all right, so there's 16K in the pot. Going three ways to the flop. Okay. We have an important announcement regarding Nitrogen Sports, and this isn't just advertising right. stuff. This, this is an is... actually important announcement. Please listen if you're on Nitrogen Sports. Yes. This is a big deal. 
All right, so Nitrogen is moving over to a new site called Nitro Betting, and what that means is you have to sign up again using our link for access to our monthly tournament, which is going to continue. We're going to keep doing the monthly tournament, and don't worry, it's not hard. It's just as easy as it was on, on Nitrogen right. Sports. You just use the link, you sign up, you have access. And there's lots of other benefits. The site is new. It's a lot prettier. So pretty. It's improved. And they have new cool products if you like other types of sports betting stuff. Like March Madness is fun, right? They've yeah. kind of brought that everywhere. They, they now do brackets for a lot of events. They also do squares for a lot of events. You know, at the Super Bowl, at the party where everybody puts money on a square, finds the, the score. That's like where the plumber always wins, right? Because no one has to know anything with a square. It's all random anyway. Yeah, and the plumber is never good at, at sports betting. <laughs> wow. Had, had wow. Wow. Yeah, Mario is upset. Mar- well, if the plumber was good at sports betting, probably be a professional sports better. You're, you're be a basically plumber. a turtle right now because Mario's going to stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah, they also have you. pick pools as a new product, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you're in a pool of people, whoever gets the most correct picks wins. It's, it's more competitive. It's more fun. And uh, crucially, though, again, even if you've already signed up for Nitrogen Sports, you got to sign up for Nitro Betting using the link in the description or else you won't get access to that tournament. But don't worry, it's easy and it's still that great tournament. Yeah, it's also going to be in our pinned tweet if you don't get to this right now and you can't remember, can't find it. It's always going to be the first tweet on our Twitter timeline. Yep. See you there. Okay. And so the flop comes. Jack of diamonds, deuce of spades, ten of clubs. Hey, Doyle's a genius. He's been doing it for years. Why did you question the man? To remind everyone, Doyle, of course, has Jack Deuce suited, so he flopped top and bottom. Yep. And our other opponents, Gentilly and Juan Lu, have ace-queen and ace-king, so they've got overs and gut shots. Yep. All right, so Juan is going to check. Brunson's going to check. I want to ask about Brunson's spot. Because yeah. it's top and bottom is vulnerable uh, yes. to certain things. Is it worth a bet for just pot-building and equity denial? Uh, like, Tilly, how many times does Tilly really hit this board? Unless she has an overpair. I mean, Tilly's got a lot of overpairs, and she has a lot of hands like ace-king and ace-queen, right? Yeah. We know overpairs are going to bet. I would assume overpairs are betting on this board. Right? I would it's think It's a so. rainbow board. Yeah. Jack-10 is the only thing to be afraid of besides sets, of course. And Jack-deuce, of course. Of course. So the question is, is Jen Tilly betting ace-queen and ace-king here? Is she betting her overs and gut shots? Because if she is, we should definitely check and let her do it. Agreed. If she's checking all of those, we should bet because there's just way more of those than there are over 32 pairs. combos. Right. Um, I don't know what she's doing. I remember her from way back in the day being a little too C-betty, a little too aggressive in earlier streets. Mm-hmm. So I would be inclined to check and give her that chance to bet. But I don't know if she's still like that. Well, know? Is it too C Betty? Because she does, by of the way. She yeah. checks and she bets. Yeah. Is it too C Betty to bet in this spot with Ace King? I don't know that it is. Yeah. Um, like, we have a shot at the nuts. Yeah. We get to, as you like to say these days, keep our options open. Uh-huh. Um, overs might be good if we hit anyway. Yeah. They're, they're going to be good some of the time. We have to play carefully, of course, if we hit one. Yeah. Um, also, we get to like reduce the competition a little bit. Usually, someone's going to fold if we yeah. bet a lot of the time. Maybe both. Maybe mm-hmm. we get to take it down. Lots of good things can happen. We don't get check raised that often. By the way, when we get check raised, we could decide to fold. Like we don't really have anything. No, of course. Um, we have the button. We could figure it out then, sort of. But we don't have to. I, I think I'm inclined to bet here. I don't know if we improve enough on the turn with the check back that it's worth checking back here. What do you think? I mean, it isn't like this board is all us or anything. No, it's, this board is more our opponents than it is us. Yeah. That's that's a reason to check. Yeah, they have more of this board than we do. But we can have jacks and we can have tens. Yeah, and we can have the overpairs. Yeah, and, and Juan Lu can have those things too. Yeah, not maybe not aces so much or kings so much. Yeah, um, but so we're stronger, I guess, ultimately, right? Yeah, I think Doyle has deuces and we don't. Juan has deuces and we. I think don't. I like the whole keeping options open strategy in general. Mm-hmm. And when we have some equity, which we clearly do here, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine too. We're on the button also, so we can just if we get called, especially in multiple places, which I think, you know, knowing the hands, I wouldn't expect either player to fold right to a C bet here. Um, if Doyle wasn't going to raise, I think we can we would probably just check back almost all turns that weren't a queen. Yeah. Um, and figure it out, you know, on the river, and often not put any more money in. Mm-hmm. That seems fine. That seems like a fine plan. And yeah. coming to that conclusion as as being the plan that we like makes me really like Brunson's check better because that means all those 32 combos are likely to bet. Yeah, and if that's true, if everything we just outlined is true and Jen's going to play that way, that means he's she's probably betting ace-queen the same way too as well, which means there's even like just so many combos that she's going to bet. Like she's betting most of her range, mm-hmm. here, right? Which means, yeah, that check is beautiful. Yep. All right, so she does bet. She bets 7K into 16K. 
feels a little small. I was thinking the opposite. Really? Yeah. Talk about that. It's it's a board that's I think often going to hit our opponents to a certain extent. Sure. If if a major part of our plan is to keep our options open, mm-hmm. there's no need to throw extra money that doesn't generate any extra fold equity. Huh. Okay. Um, Unless we're going to get check raised more often on a smaller size, but it, it would have to be like a significantly smaller size, I think, for that to be a factor. I mean, I guess the only reason to size it up is to fold out like gut shots. Everything else is going to play in a binary way against like a 7K bet or like a 5K bet or yeah. a 10K bet, right? We will fold out hands like 9-7 suited yeah. with a bigger bet. Um, but that's, but even something like ace-queen, I don't think... Like, I don't think Juan Lu is going to fold if we make a 10K either when she's got a shot at the nuts and over. She's going to call anyway. Right. So maybe you're right. And an open-ender isn't folding no matter how we size it. No, of course so, not. So really, we're only attacking 9-7 suited. Who cares? Right. You're right. We should go, we should go smaller. Yeah, because a 10 and a jack are going to call too. They are. Now, yeah. if, we go, if we go too small, maybe pocket eights are calling, which we would prefer to fold. Um, right. True. But that's more Doyle than Juwan. Juwan can't really call with pocket eights. If cannot. she folds Doyle, we'll call with pocket eights, right? But he may call no matter how we size it. Yeah, I think he's going to have a relatively binary decision, unless we make it a pot size bet or something, yeah. which so, is just not a good idea. No, I agree. So, okay, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. Sm- smaller is cool. Yeah, like 5,500 or something like that. Seems like it would work just fine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we're not going to get that many folds at 5,500. I'll say that. I mean, it's the same as 7K, though. Right. What do we think we're folding out here? I think we're folding out some pocket pairs, certainly. Um, ace wheel suited type hands. Ace eight suited type hands, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's most of it. Yeah, so the pocket pairs are the only thing that have strong value to fold out. Yeah. Obviously, there's some value in folding out any equity, but, like, we don't hate ace three sticking around, really, right? They got three outs against us, and we got redraws. Um, Okay, but there's some value, and I guess this comes back to that keeping your options open. Yeah, we would like to remain uncapped if we can. Right, so that way, if a queen comes on the turn and we bet again, it isn't like we check the flop and now we bet when the queen comes, and now we've got ace-queen, ace-king, king-queen kind of only. Right, now we could have lots of things, maybe. Right, and maybe cards can come that we can represent when we miss, and we can say we had those cards. I'm not sure what those cards are, but maybe if we go running backdoor diamonds, for example, right? Because we have the ace of diamonds. Or, Or maybe even a jack depending on how many of our opponents continue in the hand. I guess. I guess that's true. If we only have one continuer. Yeah. Continuer. That's, yeah. that's a thing people say. One continuer. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Tilly about 7K. Juan Lu does call. Is there yeah. an argument for raising with her hand? Huh. Um, there's got to at least be an argument, right? We do block Queen Jack. We block Ace Jack, we block pocket aces, we block, we block pocket queens, we block some of the other continues till he has, like ace king and king queen. Those things are all pretty good. Um, I don't think we want to block ace king if we're going to raise. That's well, one of the hands that's going to fold. I don't know if it is or not, based on how deep we are. She may call once in, on the button. Maybe. With overs and the gut, gutter to the nuts. I think she probably does. Maybe. Depending on how we size yeah. it. Yeah. I don't if know. If we size it huge, this is probably why we, pr- we shouldn't do it, right? Because yeah. like, if we can't fold out those hands, what are we actually folding out? The problem is, of course, if we call once, we're hoping basically goes check, check on the turn, and then we get to bluff the river or improve on the river, mm-hmm. right? If we don't improve the turner. Yeah. Okay. I think we should mostly be calling and not raising, Ben. Yeah, I think so. I think I agree. Okay. Different story for Doyle. Yeah. Who has top and bottom pair. I mean, we're in pretty good shape here. Like, we're losing to pocket tens mostly. That's about it. Yep. Yep. There's, um, I mean, the one thing in favor of flatting sometimes is that there's no flush draw out there, so there's less to protect against. But there's still plenty to protect against. Any overcard is potentially scary. As we can see, any overcard could be really bad. Two of them make yep. us King lose. and queen make somebody the nuts. Yeah. There's just other bad cards, too. Yeah. A 10 pairing isn't great. A nine, a 9 or an 8 is yep. not, not ideal. Yep. There's a lot of... I mean, honestly, an ace, we're probably going to have to slow down to some degree, too. Yep. King-queen gets there. Yeah. Ace-jack gets there. Ace-ten gets there. Like, yeah, I think it's time to raise it up. All right. Doyle makes it 24K. Is it enough? I think it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was only 7. Tilly mm-hmm. only made it 7. So Doyle's making it uh, 80% of the pot now, yeah. the current pot, not including his call, of course. So if you're doing pot limit Omaha rules, it's not. But you know, before he's putting any chips in, mm-hmm. 24K is 80% of the 30K pot. 
I, I think it's a perfectly fine bet. I think this is going to fold out a lot of things. By the way, we're not trying to fold everybody out. We want pocket aces to stick around. Yeah, we, we're not just trying to fold things out. We have value here. Yeah, we, we want Jennifer Tilly to have an overpair, obviously. Right, so like she's going to call for 24K. We want Jennifer Tilly to have aces and Jean Lou to have ace-jack. That's what we want. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, we don't really want anyone to have king-queen. If they have king-queen, we want them to think about folding it. Yep. This bet, well, they're going to call. They're definitely going to call this if they have king-queen. Yeah. On this street, but now we can bomb it on the turn and really price them out. Like so, we could we could maybe be able to set ourselves up on the turn to price out a hand like king queen, but to get called by the overpair where we're way ahead. I mean, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, I mean, not, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, if king queen pays a big amount to get no, the of turn. course not. But that's all good too. Yep. So anyway, yep, good raise size by Doyle. We like it. Yep. Uh, as Tilly can't really continue with Lou behind, right? No. I mean, we have the gut shot to the nuts, but that's not enough when the SPR is going to get. A little bit, uh, you know, not great. I mean, what is Doyle even repping if we think about it here, right? Like, it's, a, it's it's the Doyle or it's a set or Jack-10 suited. I mean, maybe King-Queen. Maybe he has King-Queen. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he even played King-Queen like this. He might just call. Yeah. He gets like, to close the action here exactly. and like, see a turn. Why not? And, like, there's some really good turn cards if you have King-Queen. Like, an ace could be, like, a bingo card a Bonanza, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Maybe you get everybody's money on an ace. Right. Who knows? Um yeah, um, having Lou behind... I mean, Lou is unlikely to have a monster, but sometimes she could have pocket tens herself, Yeah, right? And, like, y- you don't know what you're getting yourself into here. And even though we have a gutter to the nuts, with Lou, if Lou had folded, I think we have to call in position. But, like, I don't know that we can do it now. Also, relative position now is not great for us, meaning, like, if we were to call and Lou were to call... Doyle is the first person to act effectively on the next street. Because right? Lou's always going to check. Exactly. So if Doyle bets... We have Lou behind us, though. I know the button is in front of us, but we actively have Lou behind us still. So we're not really in position anymore. So that's not great either. That's another reason to strongly consider folding. Yes, there's four outs that are going to make us the nuts, but everything else now sucks, right? Yeah, and it really, it ultimately comes down to stack depth, right? Because if we were playing 400K effective to start this hand between these three players, I think you have to call. Of course you do. Yeah. But the pot, stack to pot is just going to get unreasonable for us. And hitting anything besides the queen, hitting an ace or a king, may get us in real trouble. And as we see, it would. In, in this case, it's often going to not be good. Yeah. Like when, when Doyle makes it 24K here. Yeah. All right. So Tilly does fold. Okay. Well, Jean-Lou is col- closing the action. She's got basically the same decision that Tilly had, except that she's closing the action. Yep. Does that, is that enough of a factor to change a fold to a call? I think it might be. We now are in position also, even though no, we're not in position, of course, but we're effectively in position sort of the same way. <laughs> this we're going to check. Yeah, we're going to check to Doyle on the yeah. turn. And either he's going to check it back or he's going to bet, and then we get to decide what we want to do. Yeah. Right? So if he checks it back, he's giving us a lot of information. If he bets, we, we're going to probably have a pretty clear decision, too. I don't hate a call here by any means. I don't know if we should be doing it, because we still actually are out of position, because Doyle could check it back, and then the, the river, we're playing out of position again, right? Like we're back, I have no idea what normal. position anybody's in Yeah, anymore. it's getting weird the way I'm talking yeah, about it. Yeah, you've created this I'm whole sorry. new framework that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Stop it. Okay, I'll stop. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably fold because I don't think we're necessarily deep enough to call. Right. If we call, we will have a pot of 71,000 and we will have what well, we have back. We'll have something like 120K. No, less than less that. Less than that. 110K back. Also, we have a queen in our hand, which blocks one of the hands we would most want Doyle to have, right? King queen. King queen is like yeah. staring us in the face as the hand. Like we, we're rooting for him to have here, right? Yeah. So like... A, that means, like, kings are blocked from us, like, making the nuts. Yep. Um, and ace is bad. Uh, he's, but also, he's just less likely to have king-queen. If he doesn't have king-queen, he probably has value most of the time. Yeah. That's bad. It is, but it also, we hit means, the nutters, it also means we can get paid if we hit. That is the one thing. But the, that's why the stack-to-pot ratio matters so much. We need it to be deeper. Exactly. So I think we're supposed to fold here. Now, maybe we know Doyle's been all loosey-goosey and having a good time. Yeah. I know if he's been playing, even just calling a lot of hands like this pre-flop. Yeah, who knows Juan what probably that knows this. Who, who knows what that means for his post-flop play? Yeah, that's true. The, he might the be version of Doyle that's flatting Jack do suited might also just be like, "I'm raising a lot of stuff. I don't care." Yeah, Doyle fucking bunts. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. But she may know that he is, and if that's the case, then we can call more here because we may get different kinds of opportunities on the on the river. Then right, because like the term, like if once we call this raise. He's only going to really be able to continue with strong value most of the time on the turn, right? Yeah. He may continue with some bluffs, but less. He's going to shut down a lot of those. Because us calling 24K is like, oh, 
Oh, you're you're sticking around. This is yeah. like a real thing here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she does call. Okay. And I think it's borderline at best, really. Me too. Me too. I think there's been a lot of very borderline decisions this entire hand for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Except for Doyle's preflop called. <laughs> That's the right. Pot is now $71,000. Yeah. Significant pot. The turn is the nightmare for Doyle. It's the tennis spades. It's the only card that's really awful from his point of view. Like, yeah. over cards aren't great. They're scary, but they're, they're still not hand-killing. Right. Now, like, obviously, this is an awful card. Like, Juan has so many jacks that are better than our hand now. I mean, she, yeah, I guess she does. She has all the suited jacks plus it may, may, all the way up to ace-jack. Right? Maybe even king-jack unsuited, you know? It was... Maybe. Open, opening that middle position is not absurd, and, and then calling, if you expect Doyle to call behind, is not absurd. Maybe. But certainly King Jack suited, Queen Jack suited. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's obviously, it's a death card for Doyle. It sucks. But it also looks like it could have made Doyle a full house a lot of the time. No question about it. So like, there's no reason to lead and try to rep this 10 as Schwan, right? No, I think we are bet folding. I'm oh, sorry, check folding here, yeah. right? Like, oh, that didn't work. That's the wrong card. Yeah. You know, but we get to see what Doyle does. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't love this card too, maybe there'll be opportunities. Okay. Just like quickly going over it in my head, I think Doyle's decision on the turn is very interesting here. Okay. I know it's a death card, which means like we should default towards checking. But let's think about it, right? Like what are the problematic hands for us? They're over pairs, which are rare for Juan because she didn't four bet preflop. And there's the better jacks. Yep. What are the better jacks going to do if we bomb it here? I don't know. You think they're, you think they're clearly going to fold, huh? I don't know if they are, but I, I yeah. think it's worth exploring. Oh, okay, okay, it's, yeah. it feels like a check, but then if you think about it a little bit yeah. more, maybe you could consider turning it into a bluff. She has almost no lone 10s, right? Yeah. Like, so she could have jack 10, I guess, and have decided to play it this way. It doesn't seem super likely, yeah. though. But she's going to fold all of the 10s to the big 24K raise most of the time, you'd think. Uh, j- yeah, if she has ace 10, she's not calling yeah. that, is she? It no. seems so unlikely. Right. So, yeah, ace jack could call there. Yeah. Ace jack feels like an obvious, an obvious hand for her to have, right? Or king jack suited with a back door. Yep, Something or king like queen herself. Yeah. All those hate a bomb. I don't know if they're all folding, but they all hate it. She may feel like she has to call with a hand like Ace Jack. Yeah. Because she never has a 10. Like, right. Like Ace Jack's the best made hand she has in her mind. Unless and she has some slow playful houses. She may have a few of those, yeah. but not too many. Right. So, yeah, like that's a problem. If the range hates a bomb and you don't want the hand to continue, maybe it's a good time for a bomb. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe she even, if she knows that Doyle's been all loosey-goosey, maybe Doyle thinks like, you know, I can't get this past any Jack. Right. Um, but if she doesn't know that Doyle's been all loosey-goosey, depending on how long they've been playing and what he's been, actually how he's been playing, which she assumes she's learning that as they go. She's about a half-hour delay like everybody else. Um, then there may be real opportunity here, you know? Like, maybe she still thinks he's Doyle, more or less, and doesn't have a sense of the kinds of hands he's playing, you know? And by the way, he has the perfect full house blockers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I think Perfect. He's, I think he's supposed to turn this hand into a bluff. If, if we happen to have the best hand like we do, we're fine with folding out that equity and not having to make a, a tough decision on the river sometimes. All right, so there's how much is in the pot right now? 71,000. Juwan has like 115 or something? 110, 115, something in that range. What about a massive vote? What about just overbetting the pot? I only like that if you think that's the only way to get a jack to fold. I feel like I don't know if a jack's gonna call for gonna fold for fifty k, but I feel like a hundred a hundred k. It's a much tougher spot. <laughs> so risky, but yes, it is. But also, like, aren't you just basically saying I want you to fold with that? If you- yeah, but you, but you could be trying to fold out a hand like um, I guess you're saying I don't have a full house ever, right? Pretty yeah, much. I so mean, that's a problem. Yeah, because on the flop, how could we have raised with value if we don't have a full house right, now? Right, and if we if we have a full house, we would not be trying to get king queen to fold yeah. here, right? So we can't I don't think I don't think we can do that. So we have to look like we're trying to get a jack to stick around. I think we can bet like forty five ish k. 50. So we bet forty five, and then we bet. 65, 68 on the river if we want to keep going. Yes. And we I keep think, our options open. And I think we it. probably can expect to fold out some jacks, some of the worst jacks. Like, I think mm-hmm. because this card is a really bad card for Juan Lu's range in this spot, she can fold a, a big chunk of her range. Like the suited jacks below ace jack. I yes. just don't, I, I can't really imagine she's going to fold ace jack unless she's going to make an exploitative fold. I, d- I agree, but she might also make an exploitative fold. I agree. If we, if we feel like our, no one knows we're playing all crazy, I would really want to pull the trigger here. If it feels like our image is bad, I would not. Yep. I think we're supposed to turn this hand into a bluff. Okay. I, I agree with you. We have such beautiful blockers here. 
it's kind of amazing how good our blockers are. Yep, and our opponent is pretty capped. It's pretty good. And, and she's capable of making a big fold. Yep. I mean, not that, not that Ace-Jack is like a monster fold anyway, but that's she's capable of making that fold. Yep. Yeah. Well, Doyle doesn't listen to the podcast, no. I guess, cause, so he checks back. That fool. Yeah, he should have he should have listened before he played the hand. Rivers is seven of clubs. Yeah. St- still 71K in the pot. The board now reads... I'm going to find it. Jack of diamonds, deuce of spades, 10 of clubs, 10 of spades, 7 of clubs. Yeah. So no flushes come in. 8-9 eight, comes eight, nine in. 8-9 gets there. 7-7 seven, seven is never in existence, so that doesn't matter. Correct. All right, so Juan Lu's only question is, do I need to turn my ace high into a bluff here? I expect to lose most of the time, but is it worth it? Can I get hands to fold? Let's, what, are, what are we targeting if we're Juan Lu to fold? The thing is, like... Doyle has played his hand face up post flop, but it's really hard to put him on Jack Deuce. You can't put him on Jack Deuce. So what does he have? He has a strangely played Jack, which I've seen Doyle make plays like this before. Maybe he has like a good Jack, like King Jack or Ace Jack. Right. Okay. If Doyle has a Jack, should he fold to a Juan Lu bet of any size? Like a reasonable size, let's say. There's 71,000 in the pot, so we can, you know, whatever. Juan would be repping... What? That's my question. This is what I'm getting to. Queen, queen at a minimum. It would be a thin value bet with queen, queen. Could she ever value bet then ace, jack? Because Doyle never has queens. Yeah. Okay. So she can bet ace, jack thinking like, sometimes I get called by a worse jack. Sometimes I get the same hand to, to get off, fold off a chop. Yeah. Um, and Doyle, Doyle checked back the turn, so I'm not putting him on a full house. Right. Um, Doyle probably has eight, nine, and Juan probably doesn't of the two of them. Because Doyle raised the flop. I don't know that Juwan's going to continue with it. It's open-ended. It's the bad side of the open-ender. I don't know. I think she might. I mean, she never really has ace-king. I guess she can have ace-king a little, but not that much ace-king, because that's where the bad side of the open-ender comes into play, right? Um, I guess she could, maybe with a, she has a backdoor flush draw also. Yeah. She's out of position with the hand. With the, if she doesn't have a backdoor flush draw, too, I don't well, know. Well, she's got, well, three of them have backdoor flush okay. draws. Okay, so she's got a little eight-nine. Doyle doesn't, I, Doyle has, Doyle has ace-nine, actually, yeah. yeah. And he checks back that he checks the turn with yeah. that. I guess sometimes. Well, that's not great. He probably has more eight nine than she does. Probably, but um, maybe one combo more. Yeah. Okay. Um, although knowing what we know about this, yeah, it could suit, be. Maybe it could, we're wrong, but yeah, fair enough. It could but, be fifteen combos. More. From her point of view, he's got one combo more. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's assume that for right now. Yeah. Sorry, I was yeah, just yeah. correcting myself. Oh yeah, twelve instead of 15, yeah, thirteen right? actually, because some of them are already whatever. Yeah. Correct, 13. Anyway, um, okay. So what are we attacking if we're trying? We're attacking some weirdly played jack, like you yep. said. So Doyle basically has to have like ace jack to make this play. Or king jack. We think he's raising king jack on the flop? He called jack deuce preflop. He could do anything. <laughs> that feels a little like I don't have anything better to say, so I'm saying that. Okay, so I want to bring up a Doyle hand we've done in the past. Okay, great. And it was actually featured in Oliver Roeder's book. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a book uh, I should probably Look figure out. Look at you. You spun yourself and twist yourself into knots to make sure to mention this. But you know what? It's great. I actually was not expecting. Everything you could do to say this thing. I was actually not expecting <laughs> to, to uh, no, I mention this book. But there's a, a book that's out by a former 538 writer named Oliver Roeder. We yeah. spent some time with him in Vegas in 2019. And he used our conversation as part of his book, which is... Uh, about seven games. It's just like his musings and and insights and um, study of seven games that have helped shape human history or, or shed some light on the human condition, poker being one of them. And he's talking, he's kind of backgrounding us because then he has a conversation with us. And in the background, he talks about the breakdown. And he says, he talks about a hand where uh, Doyle Brunson plays Daniel Negreanu, where Doyle Brunson has aces. And it's a 10-10-7 board. Negreanu is 7-4 suited. And Brunson overbets the flop, and then overbet shoves the turn. Yeah. And it, it's us ending up talking about how, like, Doyle has something special to understand that this could possibly work and not have it be a game theory disaster. Because yeah. from a technical standpoint, it's kind of terrible, right? right. Because you're all, only supposed to get called by better hands, right? But instead, Daniel calls with a seven, and Doyle wins a massive pot. So Doyle is capable of showing up with hands post-flop with big aggressive actions that you might not expect and has been for his entire career. Right. That's what I'm trying to get to. So having said all of that... Does that mean a really big bet on... Oh, we, we, we were talking about... You're saying so he does surprising things. So I'm saying that player. means he could have okay. King Jack. Right. Yeah. Because he would raise the flop with King Jack there. Yeah. 
feels really thin to me, but okay. I mean, he did this one thing with Daniel Grandin once that was really interesting and cool, and I'm sure he does it with other players too. means he suddenly thinks like after it goes three better bets, Juan Lu calls that King Jack is like a why, value raise. Why are you acting like this is somehow a worse play than the Aces play? That's like a technically awful play. Right, but we were arguing that he plays with Negreanu all the time. That was part and of it. So he understands that Negreanu is going to call with a lot of one-pair hands, especially on a board like that. First of all, I bet he almost never plays with Shuan Liu. Um, he plays with Jennifer Tilly probably a little, but probably not a lot. We were arguing that Jennifer Tilly is, is tight post-flop. Um, Juan Liu called the bet at, on the flop. Like, I just don't know why you think King saying, Jack like, is good here. I, okay. Just because this instance does not mirror that instance perfectly does not mean that it doesn't indicate that Doyle plays differently than other high-stakes pros post-flop. I mean, sure, but you have we have one to one and a half examples of that, and we've seen him play a lot of hands post-flop that weren't like that Daniel Negreanu hand. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. So I feel like this is a stretch is what I'm, is it, what I'm it leaning is. into. That's it all. is. Okay. I'm not saying you're definitely wrong, but it feels like a stretch. Um, I can't, I don't think I can give him King Jack here and think it's reasonable. I can get the, the, the minimum I can give him is ace Jack for value, um, on that. Okay. That's fine. That's the best I can do. And even then I wonder, but at least I can make a case for it where it's like, well, Juan Lu could have other Jacks, but like this way he gets to chop with her ace Jack now instead right. of lose to race Jack. Let's get back to the mustard at hand. Okay. Which is a normal thing to say. Um, should Juan be, be bluffing here? This is right. really what we're trying to get at is. Is there enough in the range that folds? The check back is pretty enticing on the turn. It's like, you really don't have too many full houses now, Doyle. Right. Well, I think we have to know we can get ace-jack to fold. Otherwise, this is probably a bad idea. Juan Lu thinks she can get ace-jack to fold. She bets 50K. Yeah. Goes with, you know, pretty big sizing. What do you think about the sizing? Um, it's interesting. What is she repping? She's repping ace-jack plus. What's the plus? Queens. Okay. Um, yeah. Slow Queens. played full houses. Yep. And ace jack is almost like, uh, like we were saying, like almost a free roll to bet. Yeah. It's not exactly a free roll, of course, but it's close. But Doyle pretty much never has trip tens. Right. And so he really can't, unless he's slow, unless he's slow playing a full house himself. Yeah. He'll move in. We'll be sad. Like, yeah. Fine. But besides that, like he's not going to just call and we're going to lose if we have ace jack. Right. right. It's going to be at worst a chop. Yeah. So in that way, she's like, all right, I'll size it up. But that belief then has to come back to what you're saying, which is he has other jacks. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know what we can get called by. Well, what are the what are you worried about though that he's that's in his range? Well, if it's just a chop with ace jack, I'd actually want to size it up more then. If we're chi- if, if, uh, the thing I'm worried about him calling with is Ace Jack. Okay. So gotcha. if we have Ace Jack, I think we should make it more than 50K because I think he's going to call. 50K. So, you, so you think we should make it more when we're bluffing too, obviously, because we want to fold out yep. Ace Jack or any, exactly. any Jack. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you want to make like pot size bet? I want to, yeah, I'd probably go like 77K into okay. 71. All right. Well, well, Juan bets 50. Okay. What should Doyle do? Okay. Well, on one level, we have a horrible hand now compared to where we were, right? We have, we have just. Jackson tens with no kicker. And another hand got there on the river. Eight nine got there. Like eight nine gets there. She doesn't really have any lone tens. No. But she has eight nine. I guess she could have a few slow plays. A few slow plays. But yeah. what slow plays? Deuce, deuce? No, maybe. But we blocked that. Oh, yeah. There's one combo. 10 10 is blocked pretty hard. Jack 10 is blocked reasonably hard, but Jack 10, there's combos of. Yeah, but it's got to be suited. Also, she had to not raise that one until he bet on the flop, yeah. which she's not always going to do, but a lot of the time it's on that not, board, she's going to. It's not very frequent. It's, it's hard to put her on any really strong well, hands. Well, she here. could have, have ace jack. Exactly. She could have ace jack or queens. Yep. Those are the hands. Yep. Those are the hands that are a problem that might, that might bet 50K here. But we do block ace jack, which is nice. Yeah. And she can have eight nine, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, she's got so she's got like three combos of eight nine. Yep, eight combos of ace jack from our perspective is Doyle. Sure, sure, and six combos of queens. Okay, but maybe not all six combos of queens. She might uh, four bet preflop sometimes. She might. Um, also, I don't know if she's really playing all the ace jack offs this way preflop, but maybe she is. You so think she's going to fold? She might fold them. Yeah, out of position to a tight player who. Maybe bets. I mean it's a smallish three bet, and Doyle's very likely to call behind. It's a major trouble hand. You're it right. You in so much. It's possible. So easy just to fold. Most I think I think a lot of pros are folding there, like big time pros are folding. I believe. So so the problem that but Doyle has here is that there are definitely hands that you can fathom her playing for value this way that have Doyle beat. Yep. 
the good thing for Doyle is that he has the perfect blockers. So if you're going to call with something with this line, is this the best hand to call with this line that you've taken as Doyle when you check the turn back? Interesting question. Um, actually makes me ask a, want to ask a second question, yeah. you know, instead of answering your question. Okay, great. Which would be like, should we consider raising with these perfect blockers? Ah, in case, just in case. For, like if she has yeah. queens, she bets 50 and we go all in for 60 more. Is she calling? It seems very hard to do. Now it looks like we slow played a full house on the turn, right? Can we fold out 8-9 ever? I don't know. Maybe because 8-9 probably assumes it's at best chopping. Maybe we fold, Maybe for only 60K more, maybe we can't fold it out. Maybe. But maybe we can? I don't know. There's enough money in the pot that maybe it just can't. Because that means there's... It's effectively getting... By putting in 60, it's going to get like 85 back. I guess it's probably going to put the money yeah. in. And hope it's chopping. And once in a while... Hope Doyle's overplaying trip tens. Or has Jack Deuce. Or has Jack <laughs> Deuce, yeah. I mean, it's not a great spot for 8-9. So I would think we'd successfully fold out ace-jack and queens most of the time with a raise here. Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's yeah. probably better than calling. Yeah, me too. But it, So if we're going to put money in on the river, is uh, to rephrase, is this the best hand that we apparently get here with? Because we have Jack Deuce pretty mm. flop. Um, I mean, ace-jack we probably get here with, right? We might get here with ace-jack. Is this better, though? Oh, you mean, well, because we're not going to call because we're going to yeah. raise. Got it. Um, probably, because ace-jack is like chopping or losing to all of her value, right? Right, and, and now we block deuces full. Yeah, now we get to sometimes just win the whole pot, and when we don't, we lose a much bigger pot. Yeah. But we win the pot probably enough that it probably makes us money to shove here, yeah. right? Even though... I mean, you could say there's no fold equity, but of course, we, as we know, yeah. against good players, there's almost always fold equity. Don't right. worry. About, I mean, sure, like if you give them too good a price, they're going to call, but like, they're very sensitive to the fact that they're being given a good price. They should be sensitive to that, yeah. right? And you might be wondering, like, well, we can see that Juana has bluff, so why can't we just call? Well, it's just, Jonathan has a good point. Like, there are hands you can think of that are going to fold to a shove that are beating Jack Deuce, so you got to add that just-in-case flavor on top. Yeah, I mean... We beat all the bluffs. That's good. We lose to all the value. And if we move in, we get to beat all the bluffs and beat and fold out at least some of the value. Most too. of the value, I yeah. think, especially considering our blockers. If we think she only has three combos of eight, nine suited, and that's the only strong thing, I guess a once in a blue moon, a full house. I mean, she's got, she's got one combo of deuces. She's got potentially right. one combo of jacks and one combo of tens. Right. You know? Okay. I yeah. mean, great. Yeah. So that's six combos total. And just ace-jack alone is, what, eight combos from our point of view? Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Um, and then there's queens for another yeah. six combos. Great. And maybe some other weird shit that we're... Maybe she has king-queen and is doing this, by the way, which we could just call and win. Yeah. But, that sh- but moving in sure is better than folding to yeah. it. You know? So, yeah, this feels like the play. Yeah. Doyle folds. Yeah. I get it. I, I do, too. But I think, you know, having thought about it, I think he could have moved in here. That 10 is just... A bad card for everyone, based on the way the hand plays out on the flop. Yep. Like once, once we hit the 10 on the turn to trip for, for two 10s, excuse me, it's just like no one's supposed to like that card, except Doyle, who could have Jack 10. Yep. But like she's supposed to hate it, which goes back to your point of like maybe we should just bet here, yep. especially when we have the deuce some, somehow, some way, we actually block. Everything is blocked. All the full houses are blocked. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, no solver this time because right. it's three ways for too long. It doesn't seem fair. It's fair. Okay. You'll, no, you'll, it, no, it, you'll it, take it. And I you'll agree. Like it, and you'll be great. A hundred percent agree. Totally fair. Great, that was quick. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it. Home.